Welcome to Clueless Critics, where we critique, review, and analyze what we may not be qualified to criticize. Today, I'm your host, Kyle Guillory. Hey, and joined by my oh, oh, hey, oh, hey, man. Sorry. Sometimes you just got to jump in. Yes. It sounds good. Sorry. Do it. I'm the other co-host, Void. That was sorry. Sorry for ruining your opening, Kyle. I'll let you hey. continue. It's all good, man. It's all good. So. We did have some tef- te- technical. We're gonna we're gonna go with technical. You know, <laughs> our our everything is technical difficulties. Our bodies are having technical difficulties. Our our mouths are moving at supersonic speeds while our brain is just <laughs> taking sitting a sweet there. Sweet ass time. Yeah. So <laughs> this is our second take, but it's okay. We're not upset at all. <laughs> it's only the second take. There's no reason to be upset. So, we're going to go ahead and, and go go straight into our what we've been doing recently, what we've been watching. Yeah. And I I you know honestly I I haven't been really watching much, so you're going to have to go first. Okay. Man. Like what what have you been up to? I was watching and looking at uh, Injury Reserve, not really watching, listening to. They're a rap group from, I think, Arizona. Yeah, I believe that's, I believe that's the, I believe that's the case. They're from Arizona. Um, they're pretty good. They came up with like a, this EP or so. Um, or yeah, that's like only seven tracks long. So it's not really like, it's not going to be like a, an hour long listen or anything like that. It's pretty solid. I like it. Um, is it's a it's a lot of like, it's just good rap. I just it's solid. It's not nothing crazy. It's just I listen to it in my car if I'm in like a certain mood, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm cool. Who would you Who would you <laughs> compare them to? Ooh, who would I Who would I compare them to? Mmm, they're not. They're not trying to be too crazy lyrical or anything like that. They're not lyrical, miracle, schmiracle, um type rappers. <laughs> um, right. They sort of have their own pace and they just keep at it. Um, but they're cl- they're 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 clever, you know. Um, maybe maybe a bit of. A bit of the rap delivery, maybe on the terms of like the pace of it, maybe like a bit of Tyler, the creator, where he he doesn't go really fast rap at all ever, um, okay. but he has like a he keeps a certain bop, a certain pace depending on the song, um, and uh, let's say they have a they have a lot of like uh, and this particular EP. It's very like ba- it's basic in a good way. Like it's like every every basic rap element just done ex- executed well, you know. Yeah, so it's more it's more along that hip hop side of things, right? Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, all right. So it's not like poppy at all. Not really, no. Okay. I mean, didn't it's you, called you, drive you, it uh, like it's stolen. <laughs> right hey man if that doesn't give you a clue about the vibe it's just like and that can be pop these days dude i don't know I guess. so but 
Yeah, you had mentioned earlier another another. Is this a group? Everything, everything, or is this an individual? Oh, what is everything, it? everything is a uh, rock group from uh, I believe the across the pond, the Great Lake, as we called it, the Atlantic. Um, they are um, they're just good, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I really like the I really like their work. Um, there's one song that I really dig from their like. I I believe the previous album called um, Cough Cough, and it's just it's it's high tempo, um, really well song well executed, I guess rock. Uh, I I don't I'm not as I'm not as um, I'm not as educated on rock as I as maybe I should or wish I was. Hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if I can get the specific genre that it is, but it's, I enjoy it. It, when I listen to music, I, every time I listen to that type of music, I'm already thinking of like making a music video to it and animating it, you know, it's very, Oh, okay. Um, like the storytelling is is strong, or is it the more mood? Like just the, the mood the gives you an idea. Gives me yeah, an the idea. mood. Um, okay. Uh, it's 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 great. It it's it's great. Mm. I like it a lot. That's uh, cool. Yeah. Um, I I can I can say um, the one thing I I did started yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like I, I told you before we started. I, ha- I haven't watched the whole thing, <laughs> but um, I decided to start my uh, movies or my compositional studies, mo- specifically multiple care multiple character scenes compositional mm-hmm. studies for my next phase of things after our studying form, and that starts with Schindler's List. And this is guys. This is his first. It, before he continues, this is his first time watching and consuming this movie. <laughs> oh, he chose this so movie for his compositional. I just want that to sink in. <laughs> yeah, and to show how heavy with amazing compositions it is, I was I watched the first forty minutes for about three hours, finding thirty stills. Thirty. So I've taken thirty screenshots, and I'm like. Only 40 minutes in, and I not even to like any crazy part of the movie. It's just the beginning buildup, and uh, yeah, I I'm really I'm really ready <laughs> to start these things. Are like, you are are you yeah, also they're, they're doing good. what I call the director's uh, look at composition, um, where or I guess maybe just art artists where you're looking at like how why he chose that shot for that, um, like, or how it evokes the emotion oh, the, for the scene oh, or the, the beat scene. or whatever. Well, yeah, I don't really have a, honestly, I don't have a good grasp on how the emotion connect. I mean, I, I kind of get it. Mm. I kind of like to a certain degree, understand yeah. it. Um, just like on a basic level, like, uh, you know, I, I understand that certain angles, like, upward angles at characters gives a certain feel of things. Um, uh, I, but for the most part, I'm just, excuse me, I'm just looking at the, 
you know, how it fits within the, the rule of thirds mm. and cause that's, that's used so mm. much in, in, in this movie specifically, but I'm also trying to, I'm also trying to just get good shots that are, that show characters actually doing something because I don't want, there, there are plenty of times in a mo- in this movie and as well as any other movie where characters are just standing there talking mm. and that's great and all, but I, I do want something that could, could work as an image by itself. Mm. So, um, I was looking, I was looking specifically for like moments where a character might be thrown. Like there was a character at an, on an assembly line. Cause if you know the, the, the story at all, uh, Schindler, uh, created a, a company where he would employ, uh, Jews as well as you know, Germans to, um, work, uh, metal, to work mm-hmm. metal and create pots and pans. Mm-hmm. And there was a scene where, uh, they're the, the workers are learning how to, to move these pots and pans across this assembly line type of thing. And, you know, one of the characters grabs a, a pot and, and like throws it off. It's like, Oh man, this is hot. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and because they have no idea what they're doing, they didn't have, they don't have any like protective gloves mm-hmm. or like a rag to yeah, grab this it. Is right, so this right is char- the whole industrial revolution. So yeah, that, that makes sense. Right. So this other character comes up and is like, Hey, what the heck are you mm-hmm. doing? He's like, don't grab it. He grabs it and he throws it off. He's like, of course it's hot. You know, there, there, there's no talking. It's yeah. all visual, but I'm just, you're implying, yeah. uh, from, from what he's doing, you yeah. can tell, like, he's just like, he's like, what the heck are you doing? He's like, he pulls this rag out and he, and he's like, look, I use this. He's shaking it. And then he throws <laughs> it at him. And I, and I, I had to rewind that shot so many times just to get the moment mm-hmm. right when it's in the air, just right. You know, like I did the same thing for this other scene. It's the turning point of when uh, Liam Neeson, because uh, Schindler's uh, played by yeah. Liam Neeson, when he 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 at first he goes into this this endeavor to to for the money yeah. side of it. He's like he he just wants to make money, but but uh, one of the workers wants to thank him and comes into comes into his office and wants to thank him, mm-hmm. right? And he and the, and as he the guy is saying, he's like. He's like, God bless you, sir. God bless you. You know, and, and then as the guy's leaving, he says it again, God bless you. And it's, it's so funny because as he's doing it, you can just tell it's having an effect on Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. He waves his hand up and there's one, it's just one mm-hmm. frame where his hand's like right at that height. And I had just to get that screenshot, I was sitting there like rewinding then <laughs> pausing, rewinding and pausing just to get that shot. But uh, yeah, I, cause I, I knew that that would work as an image by itself. Right. So mm. yeah. I, yeah. So I'm trying to think of it from also the, you know, the illustration standpoint or in a, in a comic, right. Like something that would work, uh, with less information because, you know, I, it's, I'm not making movies. I'm, we're trying to make stories and comics. There's some translation there. And illustrations. I would, yeah. So gotta, gotta find the right kind of yeah, shit. I would, I would, I would implore you to ooh, look at me, SAT word, uh, <laughs> to try your best to like look at something that's obviously keep going through it while you see like a scene that you like, because obviously it strikes with you, and then try to like look at it and like 
break down before you like you know save it or whatever why the shot went the way it is or why the camera moved the way it is in that frame or whatever because a lot of directors a lot of like really decent ones or at least (coughs) as long as they're not like basic directors which probably not like there's a reason why they're going for this rather than right like the downward shot or maybe they're pulling back to to just let like the space you know like you're talking about that scene right um you know maybe they pull back the camera to show just just so it's clearly communicated why this is happening or maybe they go from up from a downward shot looking down at the scene to show like this guy's like feels like he's surrounded and it's overwhelming or whatever sort of deal. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. I get, I get what you're saying. It's just like, I think I feel Mm. that, but I don't really always recognize it because I I just, yeah, I haven't, I haven't studied it enough. I don't know Mm -hmm. it well enough. So, Hey man. Yeah. What did we say? Yeah. Practice. 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 Yeah. That's why. Hey, that's what I'm doing, dope. man. So get better at it. The dope, 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 dope. The dope, 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 dope. Um, what else was I? What else was I on? I really want to get Divinity: Original Sin two so bad and mm. play co-op with someone or with four people. God. <laughs> what what kind of game is this? Um. Divinity Original Sin is like an RPG in the sense of Dungeons and Dragons. But the best way I can explain it is Have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons, Kyle? Damn, this is nerdy as anything else. No. Um for any of you who do, I'll continue with this metaphor. Imagine Dungeons and Dragons except translated as best as possible to a video game format. Now for people like Kyle who haven't played Dungeons and Dragons um, it's a storytelling game in a sense, a communal storytelling where you basically play as a character and there's this game master who like controls all the non-player characters, right? Um, and you basically have to play your role. That's like the, it's the basis of every RPG ever, basically. Um, wait, but this is, hold on. So this is like a, like fourth wall breaking game. Like, this you know about the game master. The game master knows about you. One of the modes. One of the to... modes is like that, where you can actually play. Use this. Use this game as a like a like a sort of a classical D and D type thing, where somebody's a game master, and you're you as the player are meta playing, but your character that you're playing doesn't know that he's in a game sort of deal. Um, but what? You're, okay, let me break it down. Let me zoom out. <laughs> So Dungeons, I was trying to break down Dungeons and Dragons. So it gets to a point where uh, combat is turn by turn. There's rules for combat. Certain things interact with other things. Spells and level ups and all that comes from all that RPG elements comes from Dungeons and Dragons. That's what's in video games nowadays. Like Dungeons and Dragons, made in the '80s, pen and paper game invented all that, and it grafted very easily into video games. That's where all your RPG elements come from. So it takes that. I like idea of Dungeons and Dragons RPG and translate it as best as it can into a video game format. So it's overhead. You're all playing one or two characters. They all have like their individual classes that you can spec into. But the the crazy thing is the amount of choice that you have 
with characters, like NPCs. Like, you can kill every character. Like, like there's no, like, even if they're vital to your plot, like, there's multiple ways to go about it. There's, like, they've tried to cram as much, like, player choice and anticipate it as possible. And they allow you to make mistakes. Hmm. Like, you can destroy a quest line accidentally by making the wrong choice. It hmm. says you're calling me, and it's confusing. Um, I'm not calling you. Okay, that was that was <laughs> weird. Anyway, let me continue. So, um, that's part of the reason I want to do it uh, because it feels like the closest thing to Dungeons and Dragons. And you know me, I'm a story guy. I enjoy the whole idea of playing a character and being a dick or a good guy or whatever. Um, um. Yeah, and like the combat makes you feel like a genius once you get the strategy layer down, like it's great, makes you feel smart. And when you're playing with other people, like that whole collaborative, like okay, use your fire thing on this oil barrel over here, make it explode, and then I'll come in and backstab him <laughs> on my turn. So you're like when you pull off a good team play, you're like, man, we are a, we are geniuses collectively. <laughs> Wait, so it's is it is it turn based? Uh, it's turn. It's turn based. Okay. In combat, but outside of combat, you can move around freely and stuff. And it's and it's oh. it has this cool little okay. thing where like let's say your one character is in combat, he'll be turn based, right? Right. Or like right. But if one character is was sneaking around in regular time, and they haven't spotted him, he'll still not be in combat. And then, so you you can sneak, you can See, do this play where you can like you one character can talk to an NPC and another character can sneak in behind them and steal stuff from them, or like, or like get in but sneak in behind them. And then once you finish talking dialogue and battle commences, one of your characters is already behind them, ready for the backstabs, right? Like it makes awesome. you feel like a genius for like that's thinking cool. and like things interact differently. Like, uh, you can bless. Uh, like you can like you see a character an NPC that's dying right and you're like or on fire and you're like oh I have a rain spell rain he's healed or if you don't have the spell yet he will die <laughs> and you'll be like well there goes a potential quest line <laughs> like or he'll be like de- dying and decaying and like decaying makes it so that healing spells kill people but so if you don't have the right spell or you don't interact with the right item like it can mess with your stuff and it's great because it allows you to mis- make mistakes and keep going. Um, like a hmm. real Dungeons and Dragons. So it doesn't, sort of yeah, so mis- yeah, so it doesn't act like you're not no. breaking the game. It's, it's part just, of the game. It's a part of the game. Um, right. That's the cool. Only, the only like way that. you it's can cool like concept. mess up is if like your choice leads to your char- all your characters dying. That's it. But if you somehow survive hmm. your mistake, you're good to go. <laughs> Heck uh, yes. Yeah. Sounds I, good. I, I I played the original uh, not original, but I played origin uh, Divinity Original Sin um on PS and it's two player and I really liked it. Um I played with a lo- another person from the Discord at the time. It was it was fun. Um but now that it's like four player, I'm like Anybody has a PS4, bruh. <laughs> Let's get it. Um, yeah, that's that's what. Other than Cuphead, 
Did we already talk about Cuphead? In this, yeah, in this uh, recording Again? or the one? In this recording? Oh, uh, no, well, we didn't. Also, we I also want Cuphead. I'm pretty sure we didn't. God, the music, the music Cuphead. and the rubber, yes. was it rubber hose animation? Mm. That's what it's, that's uh, what it's called? I got rubber it from Aaron animation. from Game Grumps, and he's more of an animation guy, so I assume he's correct. Uh... Yeah, rubber hose. It makes sense because uh-huh. if you look at them, they like bounce around like their limbs are like rubber hoses. You get it? Like the whole every, everybody's limbs is like a, like a curved line, but they bounce around. Uh, so it looks like a rubber hose. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, makes sense in my head. That makes sense. Yeah, that's funny. It's a it's it's good. The music is and uh, legit. Yeah, they they did a they did a great job. Yeah, man. Gameplay wise, visual wise, sound wise, yeah. I I, I um, from what I can see, like I said, I've I've only seen um, three levels, but I'm I'm definitely Friends? definitely Friends liking how it looks. Ideas, I uh, I uh, Friends whose um, opinion on video games I hold in high regard were just like yes. This is the game. Yes. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is the game. this is the game. And I'm like, I understand. I understand, Scotty. Um uh so yeah. Oh, my man. I'm ready for what you're going to critique next, dude. I got a glimpse of this before oh, pre-recording. Oh, I'm not, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not there's nothing to critique. It was more okay. just an observation. Uh, before I get to that, I'll tell you, uh, tell you, tell you the funny part—the experience of uh, sitting next to my <laughs> okay. sister during that game. So, so, uh, so, uh, preface, uh, I, I, or premise, whatever. How, how do you? It doesn't matter. So, I went to the Astros versus the Boston Red okay. Sox first playoff game with uh, just with my family. So, my my mom, dad. Uh, uh, yeah, you posted that sister on and brother, right? Okay. Yeah, Follow just a picture of the field Gills, when I first got if there. If you want to see that juicy pic as well as his art, shameless plug. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, I only took that one picture because I don't. I honestly, dude, I don't care for pictures. I <laughs> so I don't care. So I just took I took the picture just to let people know yeah, where it's I'm an at. Event, you know, you know? like you know, that's it. So. um Man, all I did. Okay, so it, it was a it was a real it was a real shit show. So the thing is, it, it was a bad oh. experience overall. I, I I like not not because <laughs> okay, the game was fantastic and what I learned from it. What okay. I'll tell you in a second it was fantastic, but some things happened, and you know our our family ended up sitting in different sections. My dad sat oh. by himself. Because uh, my my stepmom, she accidentally bought four tickets instead of five. I don't, I don't even know how that happened. It was so. It was okay. okay. It was it was terrible. We we it, it was it was overall not a great time. So, um, but the, uh, this was even like a cherry on top. My sister, she her what she understands <laughs> is cheering is a little <laughs> skewed. Okay, because. And, you know, people, when they cheer, they're normally like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's go. 
yeah, or yeah, like yeah. a little whistling, you know, and and, and your ears yeah, can yeah. handle whistling as long as it's not but too high pitched. Yeah, she she opted for the more um, jarring, uh, like <laughs> give me a metaphor. So the scream, you know, this it's is a bad way I can think of it. Comes the out scream, yell, but it was a scream. <laughs> It, it's the scream of a dying deer <laughs> that like it it was so high pitched and and consistent that she sounded like a dying deer okay and that, his like his little sister was the deleted scene from the director's cut of bambi <laughs> so 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 when <laughs> dude it was so bad it was so bad. It felt like, you know, like within, like I was saying before, within a 20 foot radius, everyone's ears probably could have bled <laughs> if she held it long enough. Like, like glass my, I, I felt the pressure. I felt, yeah, I felt the pressure in my head build up. <laughs> like, oh, no! my, I, I was like, man, my, my eardrums are about Black to burst. Mary, that that to was the moment I was like, Samantha. Children. Yeah, I go some. I go stop. You gotta stop. People are gonna get really, really mad. Like stop. <laughs> but oh, thank God. No, she stopped. Because she, she said, "Oh yeah, I'm hurting my ears too." <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't. This is the curious case of the girl with the supersonic voice. Like. How, how yeah. do you hurt yourself with your own screen? Oh no. I I don't know. But that that was that was the that, that's the fun part. Okay. So anyway. I don't know. But um anyways, the, the, the interesting part that I noticed very early on in the game, this is this is the, the important part. So um there's early in the game the on when the Astros uh, were on offense because you know this is this is a home game so anybody who doesn't know baseball there there's a top and a bottom part of an inning so the top of the inning they're on defense uh, when they you know on the bottom of the inning they're on offense so uh, the first batter he struck out okay and when he I, I forgot this is this is an important part of the story too when he struck out so. If so there's a thing that batters do sometimes where if they don't like he hit, he had a full count. So a full count is three okay. balls, two strikes. So if he gets an, another, another ball, he'll, he'll get a free base. Mm -hmm. So he'll walk. Right. Okay. So a, a ball is a pitch out of mm -hmm. the strike zone. A strike is a pitch within the strike zone. So if he, if he takes another strike, he strikes out of you and takes a ball, he walks. So, he he takes the last pitch. He thinks it's a ball, so he throws his bat and starts running down the line. And then the umpire rings him up. He's like, three, you're out." Okay, and so this is a home game. So the crowd, the crowd isn't on the umpires. They don't agree with the umpire. They agree with the player because they think the player knows best, right? And they're like I said, home game. They're on his side. So you have forty thousand people on your side when you're wrong. Okay, so what does this do? He's like forty thousand people going yeah. boo, freaking out, and he's like, "Oh man, that was a you know that was a ball. I should have walked." I obviously I have no idea what he was thinking, but 
40,000 people, I don't care who you yeah. are, that's going to affect you. That's going to affect you. So his next three at-bats, he struck out. I, 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 now, this is obviously just my assumption from the outside looking in, but I, I sincerely think that that affected his performance for, mm. this, for the rest of the game. So I was thinking that that's, that that's the negative side of it. So the positive side is in the first inning, after he struck out, the second batter came up. He hit a, he hit a home run. Yeah. Uh, his name's Bregman. Uh, the, the leadoff batter, by the way, um, is his name's Springer. I, I don't remember his first name. He, he's awesome. He did. He's continued to do great after that game. It was just that first game. Like I said, he might have been affected by yeah. the cheers of the crowd, and you know, mm-hmm. it, it's amplified. They, they, there's a thing they say about uh, professional players is their whatever they're feeling is amplified mm-hmm. in major league games because there's of people, tens yes. of thousands of people. Yeah, cheering them on or booing yes. at them, right? So uh, Bregman, he comes up, he hits a bomb. Uh, and then everybody, everyone's going mm. nuts, right? Because it's a first game of playoffs. Everybody's going nuts. So the, you could hear there was this shift because the third batter coming up, his name's Jose Altuve. He's in the, he, he's in the run to, to get the MVP for the season. He's leading the league in average. I, I can't remember what else he's leading the league in. Um and and there and there's this there's this cheer that as soon as he that home run happens, they were cheering for Bregman, and then it just shifted to Altuve mm. cheering for him, and it was it was MVP, oh. and he hasn't been he hasn't gotten the MVP yet, he well, that's hasn't gotten ego the MVP boost. yet, but it just shifted, yeah. So that shift MVP from from ah for Bregman to mm. MVP. He came up and hit a shot for a back to for so Bregman hit a bomb. He came mm, up and hit a bomb. back to back freaking like shot. Jordan right? back to back, <laughs> and everybody goes nuts. So I, I like I was like, holy shit! I came to this game thinking I wasn't going to learn anything. I was like, this is going to be a break from yeah, yeah, you know yeah. stories and and art. And it, I was it, like, no, this is perfect. The crowd, how like, the crowd, how a crowd can or the the how a crowd can affect the psychology of a human in performing yeah so the, so i man i was as soon as i saw that i was this like, is this is, this is gold psychology like, how do I of use a story, this in a story like, yeah. you know well, yeah we, i don't do think I we've this? ever seen that in a tournament arc where like mm. a crowd like because they're fight a tournament arcs it's mostly the psychology between the two fighters their techniques and stuff, but like we never have the crowd at like sometimes after after the fight is won or what like the crowd goes crazy, but you never see the crowd be like, yeah, and then affect the mentality of a fighter in the middle of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, and mm. like there's there's a mindset um, that you kind of have to learn early on. And I think it's this is why it's so important uh, for sports is that you have to learn to have yeah. ice water in your veins, you know, not and be affected by anything focus. and stay cool. I think that's just perf- that's performance. S- laser focus. Because like I feel like the people who yeah. you're a top grade performer, not necessarily the people who kill it from the outset. Yes, but especially from a break dancer or a battle dancer where you're freestyling. I think the craziest people are the people who make a mistake as professionals 
and then somehow are able to either recover or make it seem like their mistake was planned or a part of their set. Right. Like, they don't let it, like, yeah. I know for me as a fact, like, when I get up on stage and, like, I feel like I've made a mistake in front of a crowd, there's a large chance that's going to affect the rest of the thing because then you're like, oh, you're thinking about the mistake, but then you're not thinking about moving on next. The people who are, like, really professional can hit a mistake, roll with it. With 30,000, yeah. 300,000 people staring at them. Right. Yeah, and I think it, that the the thing the, why, the reason why I brought that up is because there's only there's only <laughs> there's a limit to how well that works the, mm -hmm. the ice water in your veins mentality because you can't block out everything. It's forty thousand people. It's you hard. can't block you out. You have everything. to literally just be like earmuffs, staring only at the pitcher. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, earplugs staring <laughs> only at the pitcher. Yeah, and even then, like. I don't even know if you have to be ear, wearing earplugs and earbuffs and maybe just maybe <laughs> you'd be all right. Yeah. I, yeah, that's why I really want to, I feel like that would be something. I feel like we could dive into that with the idea we were thinking of with the mm. whole ramen thing, because it, it follows that sort of, because I, I mean, we haven't really gone into it, but I think we were thinking along the lines of some oh, type yeah. of tournament based thing. So I, I think we, we could totally, you know, oh, yeah, that'd be, use that'd that be to a certain degree. Um, yeah, um, that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm the crowd. How yeah, the crowd dude. affects ah. a human being. I mean, I mean that goes to a that goes to a larger point about you know creatives and especially on this age of the internet, <laughs> where like you, you, we, like even me, right. I have like it's not that big, but honestly, if you thought about it, three hundred people or close to four hundred people in a room, and they're all like, "Hey, I'm staring at your work." Like and you're like, <laughs> I think the internet helps distance us from it because like you just see it as a number sometimes. But like sometimes I gotta think like, yeah. if I I'm posting this up, <laughs> and three hundred people are in a room just staring at this, like yeah, and they're like oh. You would, you, yeah, that would exceed the capacity of like yes. a lot of places. A lot of like, public places. It wouldn't, my <laughs> like, house wouldn't fit it. Like, no. Uh, that would be, oh, uh, yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a lot, of, a lot of people. The, the way I thought of it, this, this whole crowd scenario, I, I, you know, I could just be like, oh, like overshooting the thought of this or just overthinking it, but it felt like the crowd was just a, a force of nature as opposed to people because <laughs> it, it, it has an influence. So, but it's like, but the, the way people were thinking, it's not thinking nuanced. Like, I, the way I watch a game. Yeah. Like the way I was thinking of the game was like, I, I, you know, I'm thinking from experience, like I, I know how, how these certain situations in the game affect mm. you as a player. Like you don't, you don't, Dis, you don't disagree with the umpire with the strike call because it puts you in a in a bad in a bad mm -hmm. uh, mental state for your your next at bats as well as alienating the umpire, pissing him off, and possibly yeah. giving you a bad call. So like you know, I was thinking about I was think for I was thinking from the perspective mm -hmm. of a player mm -hmm. and also a coach, right? Well, yeah. That's what I do, but not yeah, but not like, but not just as an a regular fan, fan, like a like cheering. A so fan, I would, but yeah, talk to so, your dad about it. Because I would like to see his perspective or if he agrees or what he would say. That'd be interesting. But maybe for later. 
Oh no, I, I okay. Yeah, no, I, I did. I did talk to him about it. He, he just, mm. he just kind of agreed with me. Like he was like, yeah, it has a, it, he just said it has a huge impact. Like, like who, I don't know. We all, we all felt it. But yeah, you, like the, the reason why I say force of nature is because everyone's reacting, uh, like mm-hmm. emotionally, and, and with, with, uh, their basic understanding. I, I don't know. Like I don't know how much every forty thousand people there could be. Some the amazing baseball geniuses in there, but for the mo- the most part, everyone's mm. getting drunk as shit and just it, yelling. It no longer at the top of their lungs, an individual right? emotion; it becomes a collective emotion. When yeah, yeah, yeah collective. collective. Yeah. Is that what when you, said? you get when, it, when human beings get into a large group, whether it's at a concert or anything, you can you see this in riots, you see this in concerts, you see this in just a group. Like it's weird how the sheep analogy is so and not even like in a negative way just as a statement of fact it's like something happens and like the crowd sees it and then like maybe one person is the catalyst but then the whole group so it just sort of spreads from the like epicenter and then there's it's weird how like it doesn't even it's not like a thought process about like do i agree with what's happening here like you just like most of the time you just do like when you're in a group like that do. Um, yeah. Yeah. That it's, that it's not the more we're thinking about it, talking about it. It's, it's kind of scary mm. to think about cause cause it, cause it like, Oh man. Personality trait sort of like a normally patient yeah. person when yeah. in a group of people who are complaining as 4,000 might actually get into the mood of complaining, even though normally he's just like, I'm a patient dude, yeah. you know? You know, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy how that works. That's interesting. I want to play with that in the story. Yeah, I mean, same thing in social media in a sense too. You know, one person says this, and then everybody just like agrees completely. You know, um, yeah, or deny or deny. Yeah, because they feel on their team's basis as well. Right. It's weird. It's weird how this works. Um. So, talking about emotions and such, did you want to like talk about how what we were our main topic later, for or I guess now now that later is now, um, now later is <laughs> um, now. <laughs> me and Fred were talking about this, and we there's a I don't know maybe we are the clueless critics, so we might be actually completely clueless about this, um, but there's a feeling I I get when creatives or creators um like from their stories where i feel like especially amongst us we value what i guess most mental health people would say is negative or bad mental states or bad mental things that like fuel our creativity so for example van gogh it would probably be easy to say that man was depressed for a lot of his life, but you could also say that. Yeah. And we're, we're talking like artists Mm -hmm. just in general using their emotional states as a catalyst to create something. Valuing it. um, Okay. And maybe even like, is it possible to write a sad or sad point of view or like something dark while you as a creator yourself are feeling okay like 
you could be like can you be happy and be writing a depressing story <laughs> like is it possible yeah i i don't know you know i <laughs> i i don't want to go that route and and you know say for yeah. science and do it you know <laughs> but but i i know at some point like with whatever stories uh mm. you and i make together or i make on my own that it's going to happen like there's just because of the things I yeah. know I want to say, there there are a lot of negative things mm-hmm. that I want to mm-hmm. address, and uh, you know I guess I'll just find out when I when True. I do it, you know. Um, but I I will the way I was I was thinking of it earlier was if as consumers were affected by it, then of course mm. a writer is. Mm. True. Sometimes we forget like, that there's, creators are human beings. <laughs> yeah like they, i mean and they're also they're not just <laughs> they're not just getting it in one sitting and then you know recovering from it or exactly whatever you know feeling the effects Mul- of it after they're Mul- living multiply how for, much time it takes for you to read it by like mm, 50 times and that's maybe the <laughs> minimum amount of time they spend on that. <laughs> like in yeah. their brain, just percolating. Yeah. So I, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll just it, find it, out. It, man. it comes up to this topic of like, you know, and I don't know if this is a good or bad thing amongst us, like Kid Cudi, obviously going through things, but his music comes out from that, like top tier Kanye West. A lot of people, speculate that he might be bipolar especially and then he made what um uh, 808s and heartbreak probably his most sort of um uh, minimalist darker auto-tuned but like also very well received album after his mom died and his girlfriend of his longest time at the time broke up with him um on top of like, you know, you see Louis C.K. has said he struggles with depression, but he's one of the like most loved comics. <laughs> um, uh, Robin Williams, obviously, like the whole time. Right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, we could, we could keep going. It's like this idea of mental health, but also being in an altered mental health state gives us like this perspective um that you know i guess maybe normal people i say normal people like normies and like creators aren't normal people but it's um it's hard to explain it's it's a perspective on life that helps us write something especially if we've taken the time to develop just the writing skill that helps us write something that like touches the core of the human experience, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. And, uh, maybe the best way I can think of this is like the, uh, any of you who watch Rick and Morty, there's an episode where the, the two titular characters, they go on this crazy adventure and they're like, have st- basically struggling from PTSD. And they have to go to a spa. Um, <laughs> and the spa basically removes all the toxic things about them. And not just like toxins, but like toxic personality traits 
or what it deems as toxic personality traits, right? Which is revealed later as the whole idea of what is toxic, what is good. And the whole idea of the show is as these characters are separated from their toxic parts and their toxic parts gain sentience and their healthy parts gain sentience, you start to see like the, all these things that people call healthy aren't really healthy. If you ever push to their extreme, like an extremely confident person at all times is a sociopath. Like, if you really like think about it, like you sort of, <laughs> that's what they, th- this is, wait, okay. So th- this is Rick and Morty. They, they actually, so they, they, it, it took yes, all the negative all the stuff things, out. I'm just trying to understand all, this. It took all, all the negative things the negative out side of them out. So Morty, one of M- Morty, the kid is he hates what he hates about himself is how like cowardly and insecure he gets, um, he, like about, he hates himself and all that. So that was removed. So there's a negative, a toxic Morty. That's like, Oh, I, I hate myself. He doubts himself all the time. He's not brave, you know, but then the healthy side of Morty is just like healthy. He's always like feeling good. And like, it gets to a point at which he sort of gets to like this American psycho where he's just like so confident that he's willing to like, he's like becomes the King of wall street basically. And like, yeah, he's just confident enough to be like, yeah, whatever, you know, like it's sort of like the idea of like, you need that balance. So he becomes manic. <laughs> it's like super. He's not manic. manic. It's more like it's with confidence. Yeah, it's sort of like, like that manipulator, <clears throat> but like in a way that's like so persuasive that you can't do anything about it. Like, uh, you'd have to watch the episode, but it was the basic idea is that we sort of need those doubts to balance us out from stop from doing like actual bad things. Hmm. You know, or like you yeah, need yeah. you need the doubt, you need the sadness so you can appreciate the confidence and the happiness, you know? Yeah, of course. So yeah, the balance. It, it, and that was all extrapolated to like a bigger point of this was a bunch of creators having a critique <laughs> on like the industry of um shout out to wisecrack and their podcast on this let's look them up um this is where a lot of i'm getting a lot of this from but um their critique on like the psycho uh the psychology industry like the 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 mental health industry whereas like what is the standard of healthy Mm -hmm. for anyone and, like, their standard of healthy is, like, oh, you're never afraid, you're never this, or never that. But it's not, that's not okay. Because if you're never that, uh, you can, that can lead to some really bad things. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. You're never, you're never afraid. The whole point is, like, oh, my God. No, I, okay. this is perfect. Okay, so, with this, this new... I always just use myself as an example because yes. I only know myself. Yes. So with this new with this new practice, um, and I barely know myself. I know myself. <laughs> anyway, so with this new practice myself. of studying, movie, <laughs> the best, yeah. So with this new this study of the the new, the compositions for movies and everything, you know, this morning, uh, you know, I I got up <clears throat> and. Um, and I was like, all right, that's what, I, what I'm going to start on today. I wasn't sure if you're going to, you know, call me to do this. So, 
um, I, I was like, all right, uh, let me just, let me start on this. I, I, I pull up the first screenshot and, and I go to do it and I'm like, wow, this is a whole lot more work than what I was doing with the form studies. And I, mm. and I could feel it. I was like, man, I, I got like, I wasn't like palm sweating, sweating, you know, like <laughs> freak. Yeah. I wasn't like palms freaking spaghetti. out. Well, I mean, cause, yeah. Cause that's, Dude, that, my palms get sweaty when I'm nervous and scared and shit. So, can, can, uh, can, you know, are you nervous um, already? I what I <laughs> no, but um, I I was I was feeling it. I was like, man, like I'm afraid of this practice of this new practice because I just haven't done it enough. I think I, the, the to the to the degree yeah, yeah. that I'm gonna do it now. So so I was like, all right. Uh, I'm going to have to jump into this, but first let me, let me, let me do a nut, a warm up with the form stuff before okay. I start this thing. And, um, you know, as a way to get first, just to get myself warmed up for painting. Uh, and, and, but at the same time, it's kind mm. of putting it off, you know, but like, no, like I, I like the, the, Fear is necessary because yeah, now I know mm-hmm. I need to tackle this thing. Because if I'm afraid of it, yeah. that just means I suck, and I and I need to I need to suck it up and practice this uh, you know this new thing that I haven't done yeah. before. It you, it's it's perfect because it, it 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 lets you know what you need to what practice. you need to do. You need to run it what you're afraid of. Yeah, over and over again until you're no yeah. longer afraid. Once again, confidence is something that's earned. Yeah. If you if we had confidence. If we had confidence when we didn't have skill, we just have a lot of bad stuff out there. And some people, some, I mean, I could make a critique about people putting out a lot of bad art, I guess. Or in my, my opinion of bad art, you know, or bad skill and being extremely confident about it. Uh, good for them, I guess. But it's hmm. sort of like that, it's still that idea of like, you know, Confidence comes with experience, um, and also, yeah. and also, just like the idea of confidence, huh? oh, and gaining and gaining, and gaining knowledge, knowledge yeah. as well, because it doing yeah doing the like an ample amount of or the a sufficient amount of research so that you know enough about the subject to to not be so afraid to tackle uh. it as well, like. I I feel like that's important too. Like you you need to know about the thing. Like I in the very beginning of of the the whole art thing, you know, we none of us. I mean, I, I don't know how. I mean, there, I'm sure there's quite a few people who grew up with with like knowing what the fundamentals are to begin with. But I don't know. I didn't know. What I just the, drew. I just like I what just the hell is all this? I thought look cool. Yeah, and 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 for me, I was like, okay. I know there's I know there's basics mm-hmm. to this, but I don't know what they are. So I, I guess I need yeah, to yeah. find this out, you know. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. And just I think maybe even on like if you pull back to a more moral thing, like the greatest atrocities are done by people who think they're completely right all the time which you can get into character stuff for that. Mm. If you're writing a character and he thinks what he's doing is right all the time, no matter what the ideology is, 
there there's a good chance that there might be some moral there might be some moral conjuries that he's ignoring you know sometimes doubt is needed so you can like question like okay what is the actual best path you know to follow um sometimes a negative sometimes fear is all fear isn't bad sometimes sadness isn't bad it's it's the balance between the two and putting that in your characters that's how you write compelling characters right and, <laughs> yeah and, and that that's i i had totally forgot my point <laughs> with the whole uh not knowing not knowing uh the, what yeah. the fundamentals were so yeah all yeah all i meant was is that it it made it less mm. scary to become an artist mm, once I found yeah, out yeah, yeah. what they were. And I, and I'm sure that's, that's how a lot of people feel. It, you're like, Oh wait. Oh, Oh, you <laughs> only need to know how to draw cubes, spheres and cones and, and cylinders. And, and, th- and you can Very paint sickly. anything with those. Oh, what? <laughs> it, it, at first it was like, what the hell is this magical <laughs> thing? Somebody's doing <laughs> on this screen right now. <laughs> it's like, this is, I'm never going to be able to do maybe this. That, like that, maybe that goes, freaks you that, out. Maybe that goes into the whole idea of like, when, like why people sort of think artistic things are like a God given thing. Cause they just view it as like, what? Like they just don't understand it. They see it as like magic. Yeah, yeah. what is this? Like, they try yeah. it once and they're like, they yeah. look up and they see this guy making like this photorealistic thing and they're like, I understand like a human face because I see it all the time. But then they're like, I don't, I guess I don't understand. <laughs> and then they're like, then it's like if we were to go back in time and then go back to the ancient Greeks and be like, hey, you got any tablets? And they'd be like, yeah. And they show you this stone thing. And then you're like, here's, here's a tablet. And they're like, how did you put these little men in here? What is going on? Eh? You're a god. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, but like how okay, so yeah, I get how it helps us all, you know, these these uh countering these counter emotions to the happy ones or the the more viewed as mm-hmm. positive emotions. So how how does this relate if we're, we're creating something like we need, we need, well, you need that balance to create the story so that it's appealing because if everyone was just, if you may, <laughs> it might be pretty funny. Oh man, no, that yeah. would, that, that would work. That would work. It would work. Even if you were to, cause like you just said with Rick and Morty, uh, creating a, a, a story where <laughs> everyone's so totally on the positive side. Oh, well, the man. thing is they balanced it with the that, point of view of would... toxic Rick and toxic Morty and then healthy Rick and healthy Morty. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So have you ever heard of the game? Mm, we have these yes. Okay. So the idea is everybody takes the, the yeah. joy pill or the happy, we'll call it the happy pill. So people get the idea yeah. of what, what it does. Uh, you take this pill and, and it makes you just feel an insane amount of joy. Like it's, it's <laughs> too much to the, to the point where the, the character at the beginning of the story, um, he's, this is the very beginning. So kiss my butt. It's not a spoiler. All right. So, um, kiss my he, butt. <laughs> he, he's the left he, cheek. He's <laughs> off the effects. Left cheek. So he's off the, mm-hmm. he's off the joy pill. 
and he goes into a, a room where his, his coworkers are at and they're, they're like, Oh, come eat, you know, come eat some of the candy out of this pinata with us. He's like, or well, they're saying, come hit the pinata. So you hit the pinata, you bust it open. Uh, and, and you see blood and guts and all this disgusting shit all over the, all the stuff all over the table. I don't know if we're going, are we going clean or not? I already think I started at the beginning. So, <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> so you see blood and guts everywhere and, and like this, this rat, you know, this, so, and, and they're just feasting on it. And you're like, what the, what the heck are y'all <laughs> yeah. doing? Weirdos. Like that's not candy. The joy. So the you know? joy pill also, but they're on uh, this. The, makes, is it? Hallucinate. Halluc- okay. Halluc- makes you so hallucinate. It's a very strong hallucinogen. Hallucinogen. Uh, okay. hallucinogen. Yes. So, you know, uh, uh, when when you're found out to be what they call a downer, so someone who's <laughs> normal, <laughs> That's being the basically, word. but yeah. someone who who yeah, someone who feels uh, yeah. neg- negative emotions, right? So that they send you off of this. Uh, out of the city into this other area where all the other downers are at. And, and you can, it's, it's great because once you get over there, you, you actually, uh, you, you have to fight your way back. Not, it's not really fight, but like find your way back to that Island or the other, the city with everybody taking the joy pills. And um, are the downers evil when you, okay, no, not at all. They're just, they're just, Normal, honestly, they're normal people trying to survive. The there's uh, there's a play going on okay. around and all kinds of stuff. I'm not, not going to spoil it too much, but yeah, they're not bad people at all. Um, so when you take the joy pill, because it allows you to take it in the game, right? Because you have to to get past certain mm, security, okay. like certain defenses and stuff. When you when you do, uh, it it changes everything. Everything is all bright and colorful and all this stuff, but. I mean, you, you, there's a, there's a, there's a drawback. Cause if you take too much, then you become, uh, the, the, the negative effects are oh. stronger. So you become, you become like mad. I think, I think there's some kind of madness, oh, like crazy? Uh, madness? uh, system okay, okay. crazy. Yeah. Once, yeah. Once the joy oh. pill wears off, uh, so it's, it, it's kind of like this, this, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's very addictive. So I think that's that's a good, I think that's a good metaphor for like if you are feeling if, extreme if we, if, happiness. If we, sometimes if, I, I feel like we live in the, especially in the, especially in the first world, we're in a. We we try our best to like not experience negative emotions or negativity, but yeah. in our chase for doing that, for like cutting down on being patient or you know you know, or, you know, delaying gratification or, uh, feeling pain, emotional or otherwise. And are trying to dodge that as much as possible. We're neutering ourselves. Uh, it, yeah, that actually can cause it, a lot of addictions too. Cause people, but I just, this is a okay. horrible side, but, uh, I, well, land, well, we're going this direction <laughs> we're going, but, uh, yeah, people, people's mm. coping mechanisms Basically. become addictions. So like you're, yeah, you're avoiding, like you, you feel like shit, your day is terrible. So you drink a little bit or smoke some weed or whatever. It may, I mean, you're just avoiding mm. reality. Mm. Why? 
why avoid reality? Like, just deal with what you got to deal with. Unless it's, I don't know, maybe, maybe, whatever. I say deal with what you got to deal with. But because, I don't know, yeah. it, it's an experience. Everything's an experience. I, like, it's something to draw from. It, it's tough, but I think uh, as artists, I feel like it's it's almost we, imperative to experience things. that experiencing that and maybe – trying to figure out what that balance is, is a, 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 a strong theme in almost every story. I'm just, I'm coming up with this theory yeah. on the spot. Think I'm thinking about this. Maybe artists with our whole, with a lot of us, ex, you know, uh, valuing experiencing and putting experiences and putting that in our story, the whole idea of a character being in the status quo, right? Whether he's in a negative emotional space and thinking that's normal and then going through this whole journey, or maybe it's an extremely positive space, and then learning something and coming to another emotional space at the end, or learning something, or learning how to deal with that emotional space, or emotion, or whatever lie or truth or whatever that he has to deal with. Maybe that's the whole idea of like stories and stuff in general, trying to communicate that like we're trying to figure out what the balance is. Are, should we be chasing happiness yeah, or should I, we just deal with it? Are we trying to like that's a that's a very big theme in a lot of just stories, philosophies and all that. The the struggle of pain, emotional, physical, and all of that, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. I think uh the you know the the whole idea of uh when we're when we're creating, we just gotta sit down for you know, 10, 12 hours, maybe longer yeah. and just work on something like that. That is a huge mm, mental strain. Yeah. Like I, I think that, I think that that, that would affect you more than it's the so, subject matter in my opinion, because, you see that yeah, with manga because uh, every time it's even when physical, I'm, they're doing it. They're doing that yeah. except expedited because they have to, a weekly deadlines. <laughs> And they get yeah. sick. That's for it. that's why, like, it's where's on the body. Yeah. Yes. You you know, there's so many there's so many uh, manga and anime that I've I've followed in the creators mm -hmm. in the hospital. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mm -hmm. what the f like why, like why? Just let let them rest. You know, like I'll wait. I'd rather wait. I'd I think rather it's wait. because we're we're I don't know we're, three I to five years. We, we're now at the perspective of a creator so we're like yo, yo you gotta let these men rest right but when you're a consumer especially a consumer that doesn't create as well like or create a lot or create mm. for like or create art for people you sort of you sort of like I've, I've i've been guilty of this i'm not trying to point fingers but i've been guilty of this where you sort of forget that the creator is human and you just see him as a machine for the story like you're like you yeah. want more you want more you want more you want more but you like this man needs his free time he needs to be get married he needs to have a relationship and he can't he can't be satiating your ever-growing hunger of this story that he made <laughs> like yeah you know the funny thing is i i <laughs> i'm i've slowly gotten rid of that that feeling but I even felt that, like, as a, as we're, you know, these past mm. year or so of learning, 
I was like, man, all these artists like putting out these paintings like in yeah. a day or a week. I'm like, man, they must be working 24 yeah. seven. What the fuck? You know, they, they have full time jobs and they're doing the stuff on the side. These guys yeah. are, they're machines. They're amazing. I don't know what the hell is going on. But now it's like, oh, they've internalized all this information. They're just they're efficient. Very efficient. They have their work. Yeah, they have their, and their work workflow time and, and everything like to not, a T where they like yeah. they can expedite. That's that's what I'm so jealous of. I just want to be. Yeah. I just want to expedite, be expedient, and but and while expedient. also having a high quality. <laughs> you know. Right. Or yeah. At least my quality. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. So even from even though. Uh, it's it has its levels for sure. The the mentality you're thinking, the consumer mentality you're mm. talking about. Um, I but I I would also I would also uh, go from the other side and say there there's a YouTuber called a uh, Captain Ooh, Christian who he puts out these amazing videos where he just talks about one subject he he really loves and mm. and just goes on about it. Right? It, they're they're short and it's and concise. They're not super long, but he doesn't put them out very often. Mm. And, and you can see in the comment section, uh, seemingly normal people. I don't know. He has a few, a couple okay. million followers. So not everyone in that demographic is, is yeah, the creator. Yeah. Obviously there's no way. And there are people who are saying, I'd rather wait for your videos for however long, just mm. because of the quality, you know? And these are maybe yeah, there's so a contract. I, I feel like maybe I feel there's like a quality. Okay. Maybe there's a contract that's being made here, right? When when you start out as a creator, and then your first thing is made in is is put out, and then your second thing is put out a month later, and then the third one is put out a month later. People expect months. Uh, so when you start out doing when yeah, you're doing okay, it a lot, saying. maybe that's the thing. When you're doing it a lot and you're putting posting stuff every day, people start to expect every day. And then when the moment you start to slow down, they're like, "What? Yeah. What are you doing? You're getting lazy." And you're like, "No, I'm trying to live." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. That that's true. That that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to think a little bit harder about how often I post. To yeah, Instagram but it's, now. It's, it's, it's it's crazy, right? Because you think about we don't complain that same way about comic books in the West, where it's like either two weeks or a month. But when a manga is is off a week or taking a hiatus for a while, they're like people are like losing their minds. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy crazy i i mean it's not crazy i get it when you say it that way about the contract thing it makes sense you said expectation and when sense. you change the expectation you're gonna you're just gonna have to eat the blowback i guess but yeah that's the nature of the beast or at least just like tell tell people like hey i'm gonna have i'm i'm gonna have to be like hey guys i'm uh i'm gonna have to take it slower because this is ridiculous you know yeah, yeah, and if they don't, yeah, like it, you sort of like just it, gotta eat it, you know. You have to balance whether. Yeah. Uh, everybody's built differently. Sometimes some people thrive on posting every day and can do it. That cool. Some people thrive on posting every two years, uh, and <laughs> and they're cool with that. Um, 
there's a happy medium for everybody. But yes, um, as a creative, you you want to think about your post and just I guess maybe just being upfront with people or your fans, at least giving them that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Hmm. It's an interesting it side. I I think I think we can end the episode yeah. here today. Sorry that it hasn't been too too two hours like our, our last couple, but hey, we yeah, it, it hey, it, we got excited. The we last got excited the last times. couple times, and also we we were uh, trying to get back on the Monday schedule for our recording sessions. Uh, so we had a less yeah. days to experience life <laughs> and talk about it. So. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's why I, I was wondering. I was like, man, it feels like I haven't watched anything because, you know, we were talking about the yeah. critique section. We had like, a, last week, dude, we had I haven't. Our <laughs> recording until like Thursday. <laughs> so, yeah, we've had yeah, literally less time to talk about it. So I guess this time we're going to have a little okay. bit longer, thank goodness, because I actually have something to talk about and experience throughout the week. So until next time. See you. Yeah, see y'all later.